Look at those. Ooh. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Wow. Looking oh, fancy. so much better. Bro. So much better. You sound so different in those. Yeah, you do. You you sound like fucking Barry White, bro. Hey, yeah, I need to buy these. Yeah, real quick. Yeah. Do do Ooh, some for me. Man. Say, yeah, or turn up the lights. <laughs> turn up the lights. <laughs> Little Teddy <laughs> Pendergrass for you motherfuckers. <laughs> Before Kendall hops on, just want to do a quick uh, introductions. Uh, it's myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, and then Josh motherfucking Chambers. A.K.A. Barry White. A.K.A. Teddy Pendergrass. A.K.A. Look at those goddamn headphones. <laughs> and if you guys haven't already, download the fucking episode. We're about to interview Kendall. What are you doing? Download it. Really? Get it. Do it. Subscribe. This woman is epic. Rate us five stars. To quote Bamani Jones, rate us five stars. If you don't, I'm inclined to think you're a hater. So. Because you are. I'm just kidding. I love (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Here we go. Okay, there we go. That's better. Yeah. I'm so excited. Oh my God. Recording in progress, it says. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hi, Hi Kendall. Yeah. So just to let you know, we're only using the audio. We don't use the video at all. We just have the video on. So it's not like you're just talking to a blank screen. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, uh, I'm Rick. Uh, we've been texting back and forth, um, working on the artwork. Uh, this is my wife, Karina. And then uh, that's Josh, our other co-host. And um, I don't see Josh. Josh does not have his camera on, does he? What? He should be there. I don't see him. He's oh. late. No, no, he's, he's here. Can you hear him? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh my gosh. Yes. No, I thought you guys were the same person. (laughs) (laughs) We actually get that a lot. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't realize you have a different shirt on, but I thought, oh, that's interesting. It can zoom in when he's speaking and then zoom out when it's the couple. Okay. Sorry about that. Hi, (laughs) you are here, Josh. Sorry to accuse you of not showing up and being late and having your camera off. Let's start over. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, <laughs> that, that's that's par for course here. I'm I'm the fellow Washingtonian. Um, yeah. I, I'm actually up in the Seattle area right now. I went to the uh, the Blues Kraken hockey game last night. You did? I did. How was it? Oh, the Blues won five nothing. It was awesome. Who are the Blues? They're from uh, St. Louis. Okay, that's a good. I was guessing that. Okay. Um, but you're Kraken people, right? I'm a Blues fan. I'm I'm huh. from the Northwest, but I was raised in Missouri. And the first hockey game I ever went to was a Blues game. So, shoot. Okay, not the job. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't let him talk about his football team either. You're just gonna get even more upset. Oh gosh. Yeah, because yeah. it's I not might, Seattle. Might have to mute him. So, well, Kendall, thank you so much for taking taking some time to join us. We know you're super busy. We get it. We're kind of in the same boat as you are with, yeah. you know, a, a full family and a bunch of stuff yeah. going on. 
Sounds uh, like it. Sounds like you guys are having the morning that, you know, we had yesterday, actually. Um, so totally right, yeah. <laughs> of course, he picks today to just have like an absolute meltdown 10 minutes before we're supposed to get on the on the call with you. I was like, oh, my what God. caused it? What caused it? Uh, we wouldn't let him uh, play with the Sharpies. So. Oh, right. Yeah. right. How, how dare us? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then like, I, I made the situation worse because I initially thought, oh, let me just remove temptation by putting it away. But he saw me right. put it away and then it was, no, this is not something that's going to pass easily. Yeah. Right. So. He knew exactly where those were. My five-year-old, um, like two days ago, he goes, Hey mom, remember when I cried? Cause I thought the butter disappeared. Yes, I do. He goes, I was so sad. I was like, right. I remember that. Do you you know where it went? He goes, it melted into the into the bread. I was like, right, right. But he didn't believe me. He was he was so upset that the butter was missing and full blown meltdown. Yes, oh my God. that's that's our life on a daily. So we, we've got a, a, a 10, almost 11 year old. He'll be 11 soon. Uh, eight year old and then a three year old. Um, oh my so. gosh, we're like the same. I have 14, eight, and five. Oh my gosh, oh, yeah. see? So, yeah, totally yeah. understand. It's, and uh, all boys. All so. boys, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, um, it's, it's someone's either running through the house, yelling in the house, or throwing a tantrum. So, it, it's pretty par for the course. <laughs> Thankfully, we've got them like occupied with like YouTube and uh, food food and, you know, whatever they want to watch. And we're like, give us a little bit of time. Just be quiet. And then we'll have lots of fun all day. I promise. (laughs) You know, so we're we're bribing them as much as possible. Probably not the best parenting practice, but. Oh, it's the same over here. Don't you worry. I I tried to make donuts. (laughs) Tried. I thought, okay, this will be good. This will kind of just help. I don't know. Give them something to do. It really was just giving me something to do. Right. And uh, they didn't turn out very well, so that, that took a little longer than expected. Um, but they've got those; they're there. And then they've got the Xbox going. And um, Big Brother is like really, really good at just playing with them and keeping them entertained until he's done, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then he's out. So um, we'll see. We'll see how much time we get. Yeah, yeah. It, that's fair enough. Yeah, we've got the uh, the oldest with them right now. And so we bribed uh, him with some extra phone time, extra phone time, Xbox time, yeah. all that. <laughs> so we're, we're with that being said, um, oh, gosh, I feel you're not allowed to say that. I'm not, all right. So we got a message the other day that I say with that being said too much. And I failed oh. already like five minutes in. So, yeah, <laughs> um, it's uh, a nice segue. It is. It's just so easy. I'll, I'm going to use I'm going to use a synonym from here on out, but you know, I try to I try to. It's a better, better way of saying it. But, but one thing we wanted to jump into is we've done a couple different interviews and we've noticed that um, uh, MTV isn't always right about their information about the character. For instance, Derek, uh, it's let's say he's from uh, Arizona, but he's actually from New Mexico. And we just wanted to verify that you were actually from Seattle or the Washington area. Is that correct? Yeah, actually on Road Rules, um, they put my location like on the intro or whatever as um, Chicago. And because they picked me up in Chicago, that's where I did my audition. But I'm from Federal Way, to be exact, which is just south of Seattle and um, grew up here. But I went to school, University of Iowa, then moved to Chicago, got picked up, landed in California, moved back home, went back to California, came back home. And I've been here since. 
Oh, wow. Uh, That's quite a journey. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I was going to say, just kind of on a side note, uh, my family's actually from that same area. They lived in Federal Way. Uh, really? My mom's originally from Kent. So uh, I've we're in some... Auburn right now. So, yeah. oh, so yeah. yeah, all right there. Yeah. So she's uh, originally from there. And then I have some family. I think they live in like, I want to say like Shelton or something like that, but I'm not 100% sure uh-huh. on that. Um, so it's very cool that like Washington area is just a small world, right? So is that how you know Josh? No. So we actually met Josh. Um, Josh has a Facebook group online and we end up joining it and becoming friends and talking and we end up running it with him. And one day we were just talking, we were like, it'd be fun to do a podcast just to talk about stuff we talk about in the group. And if we got lucky enough to uh, get an interview with a cast member, that'd be fantastic, you know? And Uh one thing led to another and, you know, you guys yourself and a lot of, you know, your, I I don't know if I should call them coworkers or fellow castmates are (laughs) are really gracious with their time and are open to talk to fans. And so we've been doing this for like four months now and it's kind of how we got to this situation now. Yeah. Really? Just yeah. four months? Yeah. Four months. Yeah. We started in September. September? Yeah. yeah late September. Se- September. Mm-hmm. So I was scrolling through. You've talked to a lot of people. Yeah. Everybody's been super, super supportive um, since we started, like all the castmates and even the fan base has been really supportive. It's would not definitely not anything that we expected, um, but it's, it's, yeah definitely been a blessing because we've gotten to meet so many of you guys and like we've watched you guys you know like for myself for example I've been watching the challenge since day one in 98 um you know and I've watched a bunch of the real worlds and the road rules and all that stuff and so like getting to now like talk to you guys after having watched you guys like as I was growing up and stuff it's it's awesome it's really cool mm-hmm. right yeah, what started as oh, sorry Oh, I just, I love that they're bringing back all the old school stuff. Cause then, um, you know, I, I felt that way when I saw yes for the first time, I was like, Oh my gosh, there's yes. Like I had a big crush on him in like 98, like he and Latarian. I was like, Oh my gosh, where are these finding these beautiful men? Um, and so it was like this little, little, you know, high schooler in me was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm meeting these people. Yeah. Um, so I, I get it. The newer people, I don't really know. And I feel like there's less of a, um, there's not that nostalgia, you know, and I feel like it's become more of like a, a celebrity type thing with the newer people, whereas the older people, it's like, you know, we were picked because we were real people. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. And now it's like they're picked because they're, um, I don't know, more glamorous people is what it seems like to me. Social media influencers and people who want to make it a career as opposed to, you know, like a lot of the older cast would come on for like one or two seasons, play the game, try to win some money and then use that money or whatever you made off the show or whatever to move on and do what you actually wanted to do with your life. Um, But it seems Mm -hmm. now- It wasn't a career. Yeah, now it's a career. (laughs) Yeah. No. And that's, yeah, that's a hundred percent. Cause in to kind of echo what Karina was saying is um, I was a really big road rules fan. So I actually remember your guys' season pretty well. And it, it was one of the best ones, and, honestly. Yeah. And for some of the newer so. fans that didn't, it didn't get the chance to catch in, it's hard to find road rule seasons and yeah. I wish they would bring them out back to Paramount plus, but your season of campus crawl um, was, I thought, great i mean it had yourself on there there was uh darrell uh shane was on there rachel was on there um so it was like and i know i'm i'm forgetting a couple off sarah. Top 
Sarah. Yeah. Sarah oh, yeah, as well Sarah. was on yeah. there. Um, and I, I remember if it, if the timing's correct, it was on right around the same time real world Vegas was on. And I wanted mm-hmm. to ask when you were going through the casting process, did you only want to do road rules or were you getting offered both? No, um, it was an audition for both. They had 40,000 people come and audition. Wow. And, um, and, but I didn't, I actually didn't even watch road rules. I kept catching like episodes when they do marathons. And so that's how I saw like Votarian and yes. And Theo, I was like, wow, he's really interesting. Um, but I didn't know what the show was called. And I kept thinking like, I need to, I need to figure out what that is so I can watch it. And then I wouldn't, they would never say the name of it or I don't know. And I, I'm not a big TV person anyway, but so I had seen most of Hawaii and Seattle and I thought that's a cool show. So when I heard, you know, real world auditions and like, I'm going. And uh, so I didn't really, I wasn't planning on road rules. I didn't really know anything about road rules, but once I figured out what it was, I was like, Oh yeah, I'm glad they put me here because um, then I get to do all the cool fun stuff. And there is a competitive streak in me. And that was just a much better fit in the, the casting director had told me when they called and they said, you know, we're, we know that you wanted, real world but we put you on road rules and we think you're really gonna like it better i was like hmm okay <laughs> thank you <though. laughs> <Good choice. laughs> and now i'm like road rule you know i'm like a road rule snob like we're better than real world you know <laughs> i love it i love it actually you know what like no no shade of real world it it, it was a great show and it, it held it its its purpose and it was i'm sad that it's gone but Honestly, I miss road rules more. I just found it oh, more yeah. interesting. Like the fact that you guys were stuck in a Winnebago, you had to travel like in your, in your guys' season, I, you had to go from campus to campus and do different challenges basically. And mm-hmm. it was, it was a really entertaining season. And with that being said, I, ha- oh gosh, I have to ask, um, uh, were you there when, when Shane slapped Darrell? Yes. What was going through your head at that moment? Um, well, it wasn't the, the daunting music that they played. It wasn't, yeah. dun, 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 dun. <laughs> you know, it was like, <laughs> we were all, we were all playing and having, you know, some drinks and, um, and things are just getting silly and he slapped him and we're like, Oh crap. But it was, he was like, it was like a playful thing. That's just like Shane. <laughs> he just is sort of impulsive and so he just like did it and we're like oh yeah yeah don't really like that not quite comfortable but his intention wasn't like oh I'm gonna you know slap you and um and Darrell I mean just the look on his face he was not having it and no and we all know he's a boxer yeah <laughs> and so he excused himself and um I talked to Jarrell, who tried, and he's like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I don't I don't want to. Like, okay. So then he went for a run for like five miles or something. And um Shane just kept saying like how terrible he felt. And I was like, but it wasn't that big of a thing. Like it was just, I mean, yeah, I'd be upset if you did that to me, but it's I get the intention of it. And he said, Yeah, but this is um this is a, a gay man slapping. And I was like, I, what? And so he kind of broke it down to me and like, um, what, like the different layers of it and what it can symbolize and what it, and I was like, whoa, cause he's all about like the deeper meaning for things. You guys don't realize, you don't get to see like how smart Shane is. He's no. brilliant anyway. So, um, and so it kind of, okay. 
I can see how that would be really um, hurtful or whatever and misinterpreted. And so it, it was kind of a thing, but it was it was it was different. Um, and it took me a minute to really realize exactly the depth of like how bad that can sting. Um, Cause at the time it was just like, whatever, we're goofing around, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah. And then I think they were both hoping that it wouldn't become a thing on the show. And then it did become a thing, but I don't feel like it was really articulated all that well. It wasn't, it wasn't malicious, no. but he did feel awful. Absolutely. I, I actually, I really remember the moment because it, from, I can't remember the whole season, but what I remember, you guys were like a really homogenous cast. Like you guys got along really well from what I remember. And uh-huh. it was like just that one moment where they, there was some little bit of drama and so it got exemplified on the show and they made it a huge moment. But, you know, I, I, I agree a hundred percent from what I remember, it didn't seem malicious. It was just playing around and, and I mm-hmm. do understand the bigger implications, like you were saying, um, and is for Darrell to be able to be big enough and not make a big deal and just kind of walk away and go for his run. I think it really says a lot about his character as well, too. Oh, yeah. 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 And at the time, like Darrell didn't have much exposure to to gay men. And so he didn't understand it. He didn't like it. He, you know, he he really was completely ignorant to all of that. And he, he would tell you by the end of our time there, like he really got to know Shane, like as a human being, as a person and like, they're great. <laughs> um, and I, and he, he's even said like, it's really opened his eyes and changed his opinions on a lot of his views. But first coming into it, you know, we all didn't have a lot of exposure. We we're in our twenties and we lived in our yeah. own bubbles. And yeah. that's, what's cool about these shows is that they put people together who wouldn't normally meet and then see how we interact. Right. And, and so I thought that that was really cool. Um, like, I think a lot of our views had changed and like some of my family members, they kind of had um, their own views on homosexuality and what people look like and act like and, and were sort of turned off by some of the things that they've been exposed to. And then here comes Shane and there hadn't been a lot of openly gay men on television and he's not your stereotype and, and it changed a lot of perspectives of people that I knew and how they, um, they perceived homosexual individuals. So that's what yeah. was so cool about these shows. I think it was just bringing awareness and exposure and, and, and taking stereotypes and breaking them down so that we can all see that we're all just people. Oh, 100%. I, I know I've, I've said this a bunch of times <laughs> in previous podcasts, probably every episode, <laughs> probably, but um, that was like one of the things that I loved about the real world and road rules is because myself, I'm not from like Los Angeles or, you know, Seattle or, you know, a really large city where it's, there's a ton of diversity. So it taught me a lot about, you know, different lifestyles as far as, you know, uh, the LGBTQ lifestyle and, you know, different issues as far as alcoholism and, you know, drug abuse and all that. So it was really kind of like an eye opener in my late teen years when I was watching that and, it's something I do miss and it's, it's the the nostalgia of also seeing you guys. I know we're going to kind of bounce back and forth, but I did want to ask if they ever approached you for like, like a road rules reunion or like, you know how, like they're doing real world homecoming, would you be on board for it? 
Oh, absolutely. Of course. Um, I don't think they ever will, personally. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. either, but I wish I they think, would. I think road rules is just like, uh, I don't know, like the city of Atlantis or something. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> like, you know, and, and maybe it's best kept that way, like just kept as this distant magical memory, because bringing it back, it wouldn't have the same feel. It wouldn't, you know, I, I don't know. But but you, you see the homecomings and they're all doing really well. And people are saying like how good they are and how happy they are to see certain people have changed and grown and, and they're learning through these other people's experiences. So maybe they're finding a way to um, make it relevant yet still keep that magic so i don't know but yeah of course i would be open to it um i've been trying to get to see all of them again anyway we keep trying to have like a reunion and then it's like a fleeting idea like a really intense great idea for like five hours and then we're back to you know our real lives and stuff um nice fantasy to to think about (laughs) oh yeah we had i mean i think shane was planning like this thing we're all gonna go to vegas and then the next idea was oh we're all gonna go see rachel miami and then and then you know and we got all into it for like a hot minute and then it's like like as quick as it came in it's like gone yeah so I, I don't know if it'll ever happen, but it would be amazing. Like they, each one of them has like this piece of my heart that will always stay in there and doesn't matter. You know, they could trash me online and I would still just love them. I just, they're all wonderful. Oh, well, and you're just that kind of person. Like you, you just, you seem like you just have that sort of sweet soul. That's, that's really cool though. I, I hope that they do something, um, before the road rules, I just, I know that it, like you said, it's kind of like this distant magical, like memory, but I don't know. I just, I feel like it needs to be honored in some way for what it did, um, what it did for the fan base. I mean, going from there, I mean, that kind of led into the whole, you know, it, it set the stage for the challenge to even exist because we had real world versus road rules, you know, and that's where I, for me, I got really invested in that part of it. Like I rode really hard for road rules. Like I was all road rules. I always rooted for road rules in the, you know, when you guys were going against each other on the teams and stuff. And so that, like, I think that really drew a lot of the fans in to begin with. And so I just, Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's just odd to kind of like give that, like pay that homage to real world, but not to road rules. So I hope that they do it, but kind of moving from there that make, I wanted to ask you when you were on campus crawl, did you know about the challenge or have any like expectations or hopes of like getting called for the challenge afterward? Um, I didn't really know about the challenge until, um, so Rachel, Sarah, Shane, is Eric on it too? They called a bunch of them for the gauntlet. Yeah, yeah. And and I was like, waiting, where's my call? Where's my call? Never came. And I was so sad. I didn't even know what it was. I just knew that they were getting invited to something that I wasn't. And and so they were like, they got to go and like have that experience together. And I wasn't involved and I was so sad. And honestly, like, I don't think it would have been good for me because after road rules, I just, I was not in a good place mentally. I just wasn't dealing with 
um, with the attention very well. Um, and it, it just, I don't know, I couldn't, I couldn't marry the two worlds and, you know, it's like, you're, you're famous, but you're not, you know, because you don't, you don't live in your castle with your, in your gated community and have guards, you know, so, so you've got anybody can just come and say whatever, you know, in the grocery stores and in line and, um, and, and people just tell me things and, some of it was good. Some of it was not, you know, Oh, I really didn't like you. I'm like, Oh, okay, great. I just want to buy my milk. Um, and uh-huh. so it, was, it was really, it was really difficult. And I, it was hard for me um, to separate like that. They're watching a TV show. Right. And they're commenting on the TV show because to me, I'm like, but that was me. And so when they uh-huh. say, I don't like your character, I'm like, like, my character, like who I am or like my character, like on TV, the edited version. And so that, so I was really in just like this weird place. So it would not have been a good time. So then Inferno rolls around. And by that time I just, you know, was over it. (laughs) I was like in my happy place, um, feeling a little bit more grounded and I didn't know that there was like war challenges. And so then I get the call for Inferno and it's like, Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, then I told, you know, my castmates and they're like, Oh, you're not going to like it. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, no, you're going to hate it because on road rules, it's all like, you know, you get really close and, um, it's more about the relationships. And they said, and on the challenge, it is not like, nobody cares about you. They just want to win and they will stomp all over you to get there. And I was like, Oh man. And they're like, you are not going to like that. <laughs> like, shoot. <laughs> so then I was like panicking. Next thing I know, like, um, Veronica reached out to me cause Rachel had, you know, was friends with Veronica. So, um, Veronica like took me under her wing and like saved my sanity. And she was like, um, I'm getting a trainer and I think you should split it with me. I'm like a trainer. Like, I need to work out for this. She's like, Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing? I don't understand. Don't we just go as ourselves? She's like, no, no, you need to, you need to work out. I was like, okay. So, um, so she really kind of took me in and, and helped me through that, um, aspect of it. And, and then getting there and doing all the challenges is super fun, but I, I really didn't, I didn't know what I was walking into and I didn't right. watch the gauntlet. Right. Still have, I've seen episodes like parts of it, but, um, yeah. Anyway, I, did I answer your question? I no, yeah. Did. yeah. You should hear when Kellyanne and I have a conversation. Oh my gosh. And then, and then we'll pull and like tie it up from like 20 minutes ago. Like, Oh yeah. And then this is the end of that story. Okay. Next, right? As long as you get that bow on it at the end, right? That's all that matters. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> or it's a text afterwards. I meant to say this. Boom. Done. I forgot Moving to on. say that. Yep. <laughs> that one I can absolutely relate to all the time. Like I'll I'll call her on something and I'll be like, Oh, I forgot. Jeez. Uh, you know. Um but it's good when you're around people who get it, right? Oh, and they yeah. understand they love you it is what it is it's a little troublesome when people are judging you for it so anybody right. listening 
Don't judge me. No, no judgment, no judgment. (laughs) Um, So on the Inferno, you actually ended up winning that season and you Mm -hmm. had 11 daily wins. Um, You went undefeated in eliminations and then you just kind of retired. You didn't come back for another season. So you're actually one of the few um, on the flagship show who is and has always been undefeated. Um, So shouts for that. That's pretty awesome. Um, You sit in one of those small categories, but I'm curious, did they call you after the Inferno and you just didn't want to come back or did they just never call you again? Oh no, they called. Um, But back then, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't a career choice. Right. Right. And I was a theater major at university of Iowa. So, um, so I was getting into acting and my agent was like, nah, you don't want, if you really want to be taken seriously as an actor, then you can't be doing reality TV. Okay. And so we'd been working to try to distance myself from that. But every time I would go into an audition, like the casting people would be like, so what was going on on this and that and that they wanted to talk about in front of and, so, and I didn't, I didn't understand that they're just trying to, you know, small talk. I don't know, get to know your personality or whatever. And I was getting so irritated. I was like, why do they keep asking me about this? Don't they want to see me read for this part? Like, <laughs> You know, it was this unknown territory of how to become a, now it's just like an entertainer, I guess, or something like that. Um, But back then it was like either you were on reality TV and that was it, or you were like an actor. You didn't, there was no crossover. There was this belief that if you were to be believed as a character, then they couldn't know things about you. So, so you didn't have celebrities doing their own reality TV shows because then that would mean that they wouldn't be believed as whatever actor they were going to, you know, whatever part they were going to play in the next movie. So now we see that that's not necessarily true. Um, And there's a lot of crossover, but back in the day, it was new territory. So, um, so I did, I distanced myself, um, and they would call and they would call and they would call. And I think I even changed my number at one point and just sort of like didn't really stay connected with a lot of the cast members and um, just seemed like there's lots of drama. And yeah. um, and I had dated someone. And when we part ways, it was like everybody, I don't know, he got the friends and the divorce. So, um, so it kind of helped me. Um, it cut the umbilical cord, I should say. So, uh, yeah, they, they called for a very long time and, um, I moved back home and had a baby. And then I get a phone call, um, hadn't heard from them in a couple of years, maybe, yeah, it might be excess, maybe a year, maybe a year and a half. And, um, they wanted me to be on the Island and, it's like, which I didn't know it was the island at the time. You know, they don't tell you what anything yeah. is called, where you're going or whatever, but just trying to figure it out in the time frame and everything. It was the island. Um, and I really needed the money. I was a single mom at that time. And I was like, oh, but I don't want to leave my baby. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And I was no longer trying to be an actress because I didn't want to raise a baby in a bar because that's where, you know, my waitressing days were. Um, and so I was in nursing, well, 
doing my prereqs for nursing school. And so finally the, the producer director, I don't know what he was at that time. Um, but he said, okay, how about this? How about we pay you to be on standby? And, um, if something happens, then you'll come in. I was like, Oh gosh, but how long could I be gone for? And, you know, way back when it was a month and then, and then it had started expanding. I was like, I cannot be gone for my one-year-old like, yeah. for that, yeah, that's for that long. So he said, okay. He said, okay, we'll put you in the last time slot. So the last two weeks of filming will make you stand by. So the maximum amount of time you could be gone is two weeks. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. And then, um, so got paid, which wasn't a thing back then. It, it, they didn't even really have standby back then. Um, but I got paid to just sit around and, um, continue to go to my classes. I didn't have to miss school. didn't have to miss my final, but I did tell my anatomy teacher what was going on. And she was a fan of the show, which is kind of funny. And <laughs> every time I would come to class, she's like, Oh, Kendall, you're here. I'm like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Just like, Oh, okay. And so, um, so it definitely worked out for me. Um, got a paycheck and I did not have to leave my baby. And so, and then after that, I think it was pretty clear that I just wasn't, um, wasn't wanting to do it, uh, wasn't wanting to leave my family anyway, but, but the calls did keep coming. And, um, and then I just disappeared. Like I, I just went into hiding and full blown, like focused on nursing and being a mom and, um, met my husband and just, you know, fell in love, got married and did the whole life thing. Um, got a couple degrees and, and then all of a sudden, I don't, Oh, I think it was Darrell. Darrell went back to the show and I was like, huh, I guess I never really thought I was done. Like in the back of my mind, I always thought if acting didn't work out, I could always go back and do it again. Cause it kept, you know, they were calling the opportunity was always there. And, but then life gets ahead. And so you don't ever think like, you know, oh, I'm done with this. Like if you, if you played sports in high school like or, or college, you don't think like, okay, this is my very last game ever. You think, oh, I can always go back and, and play with my friends or, or a pickup game or something. Like you just yeah. don't really feel like it's so final. So then um, I reached out to a couple of people um, in production for like Champs versus Stars and said, I heard that that's really short <laughs> and I hear <laughs> it's Champs and I'm a champ and I've heard that you've cast non-Champs. Would you like a champ? <laughs> so, <laughs> so there was kind of, and then they were like, well, you know, we got to get you back in here first before we throw you on something like that. That's like a luxury show. You got to come back to a full season. I was like, I'm not doing full season. And so then they would, yeah, through a couple invites. And so the invites started coming at that point yeah. again for the, for the big one. I'm like, you guys are nuts. Like three months, I think is what it is. I'm like, no, yeah. no. Oh. I was, uh, yeah, like I was under the impression like it was like six weeks. And as a, as like a father, I was like, no, I couldn't do six weeks. Like I've had to leave town for like four days and I'm like, oh God, I just want to get back. But like three <laughs> yeah. months, that's and insane. Quarantine too, on top of it. That's just crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And that's, um, with all stars, it, it started out being, um, it was going to be two weeks. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> Two weeks, backyard games. <laughs> We're all like, oh, no. fun. No. And then it's, okay, two weeks plus quarantine. Right. Okay. Right. And that's three weeks plus quarantine. Wait a minute. We're like, okay, now, like, you know, we got two weeks PTO saved. What is this three week thing? You know, so it's yeah. kind of been pushing the envelope um, just like they did way back in the day. Inferno was four weeks tops. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know. I, th- I thought it was long. That, that's I crazy. I thought it was too. Yeah. Um, nope. I, in my opinion, I think they know the show's being very successful because all the kids that grew up watching Road Rules Real World, uh, now we get to see all of our favorites from, you know, in the nostalgia with the music. And it's, oh my it gosh. Is, it's music. The editing is oh just amazing. It, it, we were Whoever's talk- doing that is amazing. Yeah. We were talking to Tech and he, 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 I was like the music alone sets the seasons completely apart, but your guys' you know, the house parties in the first one, you know, your nineties dress up parties and then the prom this year. Um, It's uh, it's, I love it. It, And you get to see people you haven't seen in years. So, and I get them wanting to make it a little bit longer because it's so successful. Um, But But the thing is like the, the back in the day, they could knock it out really quick, right? You got what, 15, 18 episodes from a month of shooting. But that's because the challenges weren't like these life-threatening things where they have to do like 7,000 safety checks. It was like, you know, you you set up some cones on the field and have to zigzag through them and and eat with something gross in your mouth or throwing something gross or whatever. It was like a quick setup, quick takedown. And, And I feel like that's part of what made it so fun or funny is that you've got people arguing like in a chicken suit over <laughs> or, who cheated or something, you know, it's like the yeah. absurdity of it all. And then where they're so passionate about something that's absolutely ridiculous. Like that to me <laughs> was what made it so wonderful to watch. And now, you know, I mean, yes, everybody's so passionate. They're getting upset and they're, you know, but, but it, it's a big deal now. Like now you've got $500,000 at the end. You've got um, these high stakes challenges that you may or may not be good at as opposed to, you know, just an egg toss or something. Right. And, and so I feel like, you know, it was sort of painted like it was going to be that, like the egg toss and the, the backyard games is what they are calling it. So we're all thinking horseshoes, although, you know, who knows what, what Mark does in his backyard? Probably these challenges. Probably these challenges. <laughs> yeah, these are backyard, backyard games, Mark. <laughs> He probably didn't lie to us. These are his backyard games, but for us, it was going to be horseshoes. And so that first one, you know, they really caught everybody off guard. Um, People weren't working out intensely, you know, just kind of, and and we all had our jobs and our normal lives. And then when people start to see what it is, then it's like, okay, now I need to kick it up a notch. Um, And then, you know, fast forward however many years, and now you've got the challenge and everybody's like, you know, stacked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Doing crazy start out like that no no doing all these crazy things and we had a debate I mean, about Sarah, it the gauntlet queen right she yeah. won five gauntlets yep and she hated working out 
hated working out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she would never, she would never like win five gauntlets without working out now. I mean, it's like, it's so competitive and everything is so physical that, um, although that's not true. They, they have been adding like puzzles and things, which I, I appreciate. Not everyone does. Um, so there, there is, you know, that sort of component to it, but, uh, it, it's just, it's, it's interesting when you look at how it's evolved, um, and oh, yeah. some for the better and some, I wish we could just rewind it back. Yeah. It was such a different time back then too, like in the late nineties, early two thousands with reality TV, because like, you know, big brother and survivor were just starting in the infancy mm -hmm. of it all. Um, like you had shows like the, what most people consider reality TV was like fear factor you know stuff yeah. like that yeah. and you know so it's it, the the evolution of it is just insane. amazing and insane and <laughs> crazy at the same time because i would have never thought you know when i was like a teenager and people were talking about reality tv would become what it is today oh, no. um mm -hmm. but yeah. i i did you know you know how it started um mary ellis Bunham, she came from uh daytime television so her background was like, you know, scripted drama, oh. like, you know, all of that oh, intensity. Yeah. And then you have John Murray, who came from, um, uh, gosh, what a documentary type thing. And so they got together and then this is their brainchild. And now it's like a whole genre. I mean, it's like taken over television. So, oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I'm just impressed that there are two people from two different areas coming together and like birthed this whole boom in television. Oh my gosh. It's insane. Uh, before we started doing this podcast, I was like, I want to like learn as much as I can about the production aspect of it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know how many shows Buna Murray puts out and they're not like little shows. It's like keeping up with the Kardashians and right. the challenge. And it's like, like Oh my big God. Ones. Yeah. Like bad girls club back yeah. in the day. And yeah. it's like, yeah. Oh my gosh, they really are like, and they're continuing to come out with there's a bunch of shows that are continue to just come out from well, there. Yeah. What the, the talk's been about Mark in a cooking show, I think, with reality TV. There's a cooking one. There's the construction builder one. There's this new singles one that Buna and Murray is trying to cast for right now. Like it's, there's all kinds of crazy ones. It's just and, and congratulations to them. That's amazing, you know, but it, know. it is weird. It is weird to like see all the different things that they are actually have their hands in. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, oh my gosh, real quick, I'm so, ideas. I'm so sorry. I just have to say this. I just saw your coffee mug, and I love it. It is, <laughs> it is big, and I love it. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I, I just had to throw that in there. I gotta do it, do it this way because then you can see the eyelashes. <laughs> oh my you. god, I love it. That coffee cup is life. I need it. Okay, I just had to. I have, I have a big one like that too. Mine says, "I don't give a sip." I I'm obsessed with coffee cups. I love coffee mugs. I have a crap ton of them. So I just had to see it. So that's so cute. All I need is coffee and mascara. I, I mean. love it. I well, love how it's got cute. the little eyelashes on the inside of the cup. That's I so great. It. That's so cute. Okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Rick. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to 
since we're kind of talking about all-stars, I just want to let you know, Candle, that you're honestly one of my favorite people to watch on the show. And it's not because it's drama related and you are a great competitor, but it's not that it's like your facial reactions to any time anything happens on the show. Like, cause it's, it is, it is the most pure thing I've ever seen on the show. And they're so true. Cause it's like, I look at, I'm like, that's how I'd react. Like if TJ said something, I'm like, oh what <laughs> you know and it's it's just such a great gauge of the show i love it so much so i just wanted to compliment you on that oh man you know i i i've always been that way i just i i can't i can't hide it and i think maybe that's why i wasn't a very good actress was because i couldn't i couldn't like <laughs> put it on it just it just is what it is and yeah. i feel everything and i and I, my face says it all and after um season one like prepping for season two kellyanne was like kendall you need to watch your facial expressions <laughs> like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> she's like yeah that gives you away and people know what you're thinking and so you're just gonna have to really watch that when you when you're away on season two i'm like oh crap okay so then fast forward to in my my first interview with um one of the producers uh, on the show and he's like so you know what have you done after season one to season two to like help prepare you i was like God, i mean i really didn't do a whole lot because i was working and i'm a mom like there's like what do you what can you do yeah and i mean already i do yoga so i mean i continued that of course yeah. and maybe try to i had i had big plans of things i was going to do but it just i didn't have time um so, well i mean i guess Kellyanne said I needed to watch my facial expressions. So getting Botox was sort of a way to help me prepare. <laughs> for season two. And he's oh. like, Kendall, did you really? I was like, I did get Botox and not necessarily to hide my facial expressions, but <laughs> it'll help. <laughs> Can't hurt. I, love um, that. I guess it wasn't strong enough or something because it's still like uh, everything just. <laughs> it's just like, so for obviously people listening won't know this, but I've been talking with you back and forth about artwork and we've been going through looking at photos and, um, I was searching through cast photos and I was like, oh, it's a cast photo. Everybody uses a cast photo. I was like, let's find something else. And then I started just kind of scrolling through Google. And a majority of them after your cast photos are all ones like of reaction shots of you on the challenge. And I was just, I caught myself just going through them and like laughing about it. And I, it was just, it, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I have not checked it out. Um, Although a friend of mine, like I didn't even know he was watching the show and well, I knew he, he messaged me after season one and was like, I don't know, going crazy. But um, then I didn't know he was watching season two until he sends me a screenshot of me like sobbing. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> and and he's like this has to be a meme <laughs> i'm like oh my gosh oh, no. so, and then and so many people kept sending me things like i need this as a gif i need to make this a meme somehow and so i was kind of waiting but nothing ever happened but um we can just, help facilitate that oh yeah, yeah. i mean it's okay <laughs> 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 but it was, it was pretty funny but man though that first um elimination with diana and i oh I, my god i was bawling you were bawling ba especially because of everything that i had been through in season one and i i had walked out of season one feeling like 
oh, there, just no hope for humanity. Like I just felt just, ugh, just yucky and awful. And I felt like it was so cutthroat, like the, this challenge. And it, in hindsight, it actually probably isn't nearly as bad as the flagship. But at the time, you know, it's your whole world and you just feel like, I don't know, I just felt like, People don't have any souls. <laughs> it's right, just right. Yeah. So cutthroat. But when you think about it, we're all adults now. We all have our own lives. We've got our jobs. Not many jobs have bonuses, right? This is an opportunity to get yourself a bonus to go do something that you've been wanting to do that you haven't been able to do yet. So it is, it is kind of, you know, you kind of got to be a little cutthroat if you, if you want it anyway. So, so I'm, I've got this feeling of like, okay, I'm going to have to like, stab people in season two or something and I'm prepared <laughs> and and then Ayana comes and does this thing and it's just so beautiful and I was like oh, I love people <laughs> and it just felt so good like hope is not dead like you know we can see beyond this television show and the money at the end and still see each other for humans and like help somebody up when they need help. And it doesn't have to be like stomp all over people to get to that next place. So that um, I lost it. And like Latarian was crying next to me. Brad was like crying. I mean, and, and then <laughs> Latarian's like, you need a hug. And he's giving me a hug. I'm like, I think you need a hug. Hide their tears, but everybody was crying. And if you weren't crying and you don't, you don't have a soul. You're soulless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I watched that episode before Rick and Karina did, and I sent Rick a text. And I said, "Just to give you a heads up. You will cry not once, but twice during that first episode." Did you cry twice? Yeah, I yeah, cried twice. With, with with Derek as well when he was talking about his sister. That was the other yep. time that I just lost it too. Yeah. We we actually I, I was too. I was gonna say we actually talked to Ayana the other day, and and just talking to her about that whole situation and the way she she acknowledges it but she doesn't even take credit she's like really it's leah you know because yeah, leah could have all, easily walked away she and, gave all the credit to leah for that moment and i'm like dude this woman is amazing like oh my god <laughs> she is and then it, i mean i didn't hear the conversation but but she's right in that too i mean ayana was amazed and melted my heart and in, in the fact that she was willing to do that and step outside and to think like i said like beyond the challenge but to connect with a human being like that right yeah. it was just beautiful and everything that i needed and but also for leah to accept it because yes. not everybody would right you know some people might be upset they might be mad they might be like no Offended. get away from me yeah you know um, and, and so it was beautiful. It was this like, you know, I don't know, just shared experience. And, and when I saw Leah, you know, at the very end before Ayana came over there and she's like in this heap on the ground and she was crying and my heart melted. I was like, how can I get down there somehow and like hug her? And then in the back of my mind, I was like, Am I going to get kicked off? Am I going to break a rule if I like try to go down there and hug her? And so I'm like, oh no. And, and feeling guilty because I'm like, I don't want to get myself in trouble, but I'm staring at her in this heap and they're filming her. And like, 
oh gosh, it just feels awful. And, and then Ayana comes in, like lifts her up and, and Leah's like willing to go with it. And it was just this beautiful thing. I was like, can she just stay? Can we all just stay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But they don't, I keep, I keep asking them that. I'm like, wouldn't it be more interesting if everybody just stayed and then you just kept like tallies of who wins and then, you know, right. The eliminated, the eliminated people could still be, eliminated from the game but can we just all stay in the house and just party and hang out together still like <laughs> no, I, stay. Wanted, I wanted them to be able to stay and play too because yeah. when i got eliminated i want to stay and play like yeah. you know don't fine don't give me the prize but like let me compete this is right. fun i'm an adult this is like an adult playground right. and i get to do it when i get back home i'm not going to be doing that anymore so can right. i just like you know let me play. <laughs> no, I, I love it. And honestly, yeah, that, that moment with Ayana and Leah was told, it was so epic. It was so touching. Um, however, I was going through your Instagram the other day, um, just trying to kind of see what I could find um, for today for talking with you. And I read about another really touching moment that we actually were not shown on air. So apparently there was an unaired issue with you and Casey, um, which we can touch on that if you want to. Um, However, I read your post that after the issue, you went out to try to blow off some steam. You went and ran and you had created this course for yourself Uh through the house. Um, mm-hmm. and you were just kind of blowing off some steam and then you, you, uh, tried to add in like some, some box jumps and stuff. And Latirian saw you came mm-hmm. outside, started correcting you, was like yelling at you, telling you like, no, do it again, do it again, do it again. Like just pushing yeah. you to get through that moment and, and do it right. You know what I mean? And like mm-hmm. those moments, I don't, I wish, and maybe they weren't there to film that. Maybe there were no cameras around and that oh, was no, just they, you. They were. Why? Were. Oh God, I wish they would have shown that because just reading about it, I get chills and like I start crying like because Latirian um, just seems like such an amazing partner to start with. But then to hear that kind of a story, I, it just makes me wonder why they wouldn't have shown that. But um, so I wanted it made me want to know, like, what was it really like working with Latirian? I know your guys's time was kind of cut short, um, but it seems like you guys had a really good dynamic. Oh, I just love him. Um, and, and, and to answer the first part of that question, why wouldn't they show it? There are, you know, 24 people having 24 different experiences. And so, I mean, I think it would be really interesting if you followed everybody around and then you could have 24 different seasons of what their (laughs) one experience was like. Right. Right. Because everybody, but not everybody's experience or story intersects. And so a lot of my own experiences, like I'm just having by myself and I don't try to get in the drama. And, but when, when there is those conflicts, um, that's what ends up being shown now between me and Casey, I mean, honestly, season two, I thought the stories were going to go a completely different way because all of my interviews were about things that weren't shown. So um, the things that were shown, I was not interviewed about. So I don't know. I'm assuming that when they put things together, they've got all these different options of ways they can go with the stories. And so I think that Casey um, conflict and then this thing with the chariot. They talked to me about that for a while. Um, those are things that, you know, may have been an option as a storyline, but never quite made it. 
Right. Um, if I, if Casey and I had continued to feud, it may have been a more, it may have made it to television, but right. I don't like things to continue on. And we worked it out like relatively quickly. Um, and if it had circled back and I said, Hey, Casey, I'm getting you back for blah, 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 blah. Then it probably would have made air. Right. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's tough. I can't even imagine being the story editors and trying to figure out oh, yeah. which story you're going to go with. No way. Um, but yeah, he, uh, Latarian, it's, it's funny. Like he and I were like brother and sister. Like there are times like where we can be really short with each other and quite rude um, because we love each other and we get each other. And, you know, just like a sibling where you can, you know, whatever, I don't have to be nice to you right now because I don't want to. And you're going to be okay with me later. It's okay. Um, but then at the same time, there's this, this love and respect. And so we're always trying to help better one another. In fact, um, it's kind of going through something, um, health wise recently. And, um, Latarian just like text me, Hey, how you doing? I was like, well, and just like vomited all this stuff out via text and he immediately calls me. He's like, what? And makes me laugh and later sending me, you know, um, pictures of things to brighten my day. He's just, he's a really wonderful, quite sensitive. Don't tell him I told you <laughs> quite <laughs> sensitive, romantic person. And I don't say romantic, like he and I had a romance, but romantic, like I see the way that he views things and it's, it's with lots of like roses and flowers and like, you know, but, but you wouldn't really know that because he's just this, you know, massive beastly human being with these bulging biceps and shoulders. And he's got this scowl that just yeah. kind of looks like he's pissed off all the time. Uh, in season one, when we did that, um, ropes thing across the water. I don't know what it was called, but, um, I think he, he and I, I believe were both captains on that. Yeah. And, um, I really thought we won. I still think we won that one, but anyway, um, and so he said something, I don't remember what he said, but he was like, no, that's not a good idea or something like that. And I was like, Oh, and Drell looks at me and goes, no, 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 Kendall, it's okay. He's not angry. He's not I'm like, no, that's, that's fine. I just like, what, what is in your head? <laughs> you know, cause he's very <laughs> direct. He's not going to filter it. He says what's on his mind. He says how he feels. Um, but he just looks pissed off all the time, <laughs> which is why it's like, so extra beautiful. Like when you hear, Oh my gosh, do you hear my kids like screaming back there? Hey, Graham. Sorry. Um, don't be sorry at all. <laughs> we, we, we all got kids. Yeah, we all have kids. No worries. Gosh, right. you do too? I have a 7, uh, 18, and a 20. <gasps> wow. So you're just shifted upwards. Three, right? three boys too? Oh, no. Uh, the oldest is the, the only boy. Oh, okay. So the younger, oh man, I'm so jealous. I wanted a girl so bad. I, my neighbors had a little girl and then they gave me all their boxes of little girl clothes. I had my garage full of little girl clothes for 
a long time. I was told it was a little creepy. So, yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to put that vibe out there. I get it. Yeah. So you got to put it into the universe. <laughs> so. I thought so. Yeah. Manifest it, right? But, yep. Yeah. Yep. Got to so. manifest it. <laughs> Um, when we found out Karina was pregnant with our youngest, you know, I was like, it's going to be a girl. You already have two boys, you know, it's going to be a girl. That's just how it's going to work. And she's like, no, it's going to be a boy. I just, it's, I knew it. It's going to be a boy. And I was like, all right, well, and you know, of course, like I didn't care either way. It was like, as long as it's healthy and happy, I, I don't care boy or girl turns out to be a boy. And then we started talking about, uh, getting a dog and I was like so did you want me to get a boy dog or a girl dog and she's like you get a girl dog there is no more testosterone allowed in this house <laughs> at all <laughs> I feel you there we got a cat and I was so excited I went to this shelter and I've been like peeping on these little kittens this one little kitten who's so shy and her name was Blanche and I was like this is the cutest little kitten I'm gonna get a female cat and my name is Kyla he turns out (laughs) Blanche was actually a male um oh my gosh what oh my god start you know filling out the papers and it's like oh female and they go wait a minute and they lift the tail up and they go nope it's a male i'm like wait (laughs) (laughs) that's just not what i agreed to (laughs) what oh my god oh i said this was not what i agreed to (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny couldn't even get a female cat (laughs) oh my gosh i would have been so not in the card um so now we're looking at rescue dogs and there's this perfect little puppy although i think i think she's gone now but her name is yogi (laughs) oh that'd be perfect oh that's so cute yeah Um, but that's good she got rescued yeah that's that's the best part yeah yeah, that's the important part it was a it was a process trying to find the dog i know i I didn't tell them about it, but I'd been looking for like a year and a half trying to find the right dog, right situation. And so, uh, it's, it's always a process. Um, that's all I have. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes you can't keep it in anymore. uh, Yeah. He has COVID. Um, I just got over it. You're feeling better, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He was pretty funny though. He couldn't talk for like two days because oh, no. it was very um, peaceful and quiet. Two days. <laughs> <laughs> he was so funny, and he kept like drinking water, and then he could talk, and then it would turn to this little raspy thing again and scratchy, scratchy. Yeah, and um, I think you were enjoying the way your voice sounded, huh? Yeah, it was, he's like, do I sound funny? <laughs> that's um, like, that's the only way we know our middle child, our eight year old is sick is because he, he's super rambunctious and over the top all the time. Just he's 100 percent, 100 percent of the time. And uh-huh. the day he comes out and he lays down on the couch and just wants to cuddle up and watch TV, it's like, oh, you're not feeling well, are you? Yep. Yeah, that's that's the t- the tail of the tape right there with him. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
anyway, but actually kind of kind of talking about, um, you know, safety and COVID and all that, I actually kind of wanted to touch on this because this has been a huge misunderstanding that I've noticed in the fan base is that um, when you were DQ'd this season, the first thing that the fans were told and thought was that it was due to a rib injury um, from that last daily that you had done. Um, and then there was other word that came out that it didn't wasn't an injury, that it was actually a positive COVID test that you had gotten. And then I went through your page and I kind of saw that maybe it was a mixture of both um, that, <laughs> that you had had an injury and then tested. And, and so I just, I kind of wanted to see if maybe we could clear up what happened with your DQ um, just for the fan base so that they kind of know what really happened in that situation. So that was interesting. Um, and we, we kind of filmed two different options um, in, in my interview of um well, I guess not. Well, yeah, they were sort of options because I didn't, there's not enough time in airtime and TV world to really explain everything, right? right. Yeah. So they have to try to smush it together and streamline things however they can. And um, they had asked me, yes, that's fine, if um, if I was okay with them sharing my medical history. Um, I was like, yeah, that's fine. And did I want them to say that I had COVID? And I was like, yes, I do. Um, because that's, that's the truth. And I think there's already, um, suspicion. Um, people are already suspicious that reality TV isn't real or whatever. So like, you know, you got to say the, the truth so that people aren't, um, you know, we can put that suspicion to rest because, you know, we're not actors. We're not, you know, doing these things. Like what you see is really what's happening. Um, at least in the things that I've been a part of, I don't know about the flagship, but I assume that it's the same. Um, chomping in my ear. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) He was holding it up the whole time. Like, I I got gum. I got gum. (laughs) I was like, yes, dude. Yes. (laughs) All kids love gum. Yeah. Gum's always a win. Well, he had to wait until he turned five in order to be able to have it. Yeah. So this is a big deal, but only one piece because it loses flavor in like 10 seconds. Then he spits it out and he wants like another piece right away. So one a day, right? Enjoy. Uh, wait till you um, learn to blow bubbles with it. It's awesome. Right. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Been working on it. Um, so, so yeah, so we, we, in my interviews, we talked about COVID and my symptoms and what all that was like. Um, but they just kept saying, you know, if we say that you have COVID, then we have to explain how did you get it? And I'm like, well, not. Not really. I mean, if somebody gets the flu on the challenge, are you going to explain how they got it? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But in in challenge world and TV world in general, um, they don't they don't talk about COVID. They don't want to. You know, we we live in a COVID world. We're we're tired of the masks. We're tired of of all of that. And yep. so when you watch TV, it's like your escape, right? You get to escape to whatever world and what. I think what they're trying to do with all stars is make it that nostalgia, that fun, that carefreeness that, that we miss so much. And so to throw it 
in this show being about COVID and, you know, and, and if you receive people wearing masks and it's like, you're not really having that escape back to 1992. Right. And, um, and so, you know, but they were trying to figure out if they could, um, do it and, and what that would look like. And I think it just became too complicated. So, um, they took my rib injury, I got a rib injury on that trampoline challenge that like hurt everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and I had, I thought I punctured a lung, um, because I was having trouble breathing after that. And, it, and I went to the hospital that night. I wasn't going to, cause it, I mean, it was fine, yeah. but, um, but I really couldn't take deep breaths and that's what I was so concerned about. And so I thought if I had a rib out, which had, I believe popped back in by that time, um, then it, you can puncture along by having that, that rib kind of facing the wrong direction. So and I couldn't take deep breaths and I was like, Oh gosh, I don't really know. Um, but I went to the hospital. They gave me, I think they said I needed no physical activity for like 48 hours. I'm like, Oh crap. <laughs> they're going to, they're going to send me home. Yeah. But, um, uh, I wasn't in elimination and the next day was a day off. So it was like, Oh my gosh, it's a miracle. I was not disqualified and I could continue. So, um, so I was sore they said I bruised the ribs, um, but I was fine. Then I go to the cenote challenge and, um, and I was, I was like kind of panicky. I just, I was still like, not able to, I just felt like I couldn't take deep breaths. Um, I couldn't eat like we're, which I generally don't eat a whole lot right before the challenges. Cause it just doesn't sit well. And you never know if they're going to make you eat. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we got screwed over on that on road rolls when they gave us this massive feast and then said, Hey, now we need you guys to gain 15 pounds. So like starting now. Oh my so gosh. then we had to eat more when we were already full. Um, yeah. So, I, but I tried to eat lunch and I was like, it tastes like cardboard. I can't. Yeah. And then I was like, went over to the bushes and I thought I was going to puke. And I thought I'm probably just really nervous. Um, when I had diarrhea, and I was like, it's Mexico, <laughs> you know? So I had all these <laughs> reasons to think that I was just a, a ball of nerves. Um, and, and so I just figured that's what it was. Latarian was so wonderful. So sweet. He said a prayer with me, um, for me and didn't pray that we would win. Um, he prayed that I would feel loved and supported. And he just kept reiterating, like, like, I know that you are always going to give it a hundred percent and whatever that looks like is, is awesome. And he kept saying how, he felt honored to be my partner. And I'm like, you know, I'm trying not to cry. Right. <laughs> oh, he's he just amazing. So it kind of calmed me down. Um, but I mean, I was in the water for forever, just trying to feel like I had enough air to go underneath. I'm like, I don't like going underwater. I don't like swimming underwater. I don't dive underwater. Um, so I think part of that was because I, had COVID and I didn't know it. And I think that's why I couldn't oh, really get a good, um, deep breath. Right. Those deep right. Breaths, and, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't. That makes sense. Know that. And, um, I, so oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. So then fast forward to positive COVID test. 
um, days after I'd been telling them that I was having symptoms. And um, so I think I would have been cleared a few days prior. And I tried to argue with them. I was like, look, I started having symptoms on this day. I'm like, but you didn't tell us till this day. I'm like, yeah, but it started a couple days earlier. So if they had taken my word for it, I would have been done with quarantine a couple days earlier. And I could have easily been Kahada's partner. <laughs> easily yeah. been Kahada. Oh, my God. Due to hurricane pushing us back, two extra quarantines that were not um, in the schedule, um, it, things were just really behind. Oh. And um, and I think I think it showed when they, they were trying to fast forward through everything in that last week. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Whoa, that is so cool. That's awesome, man. I like that. That's a really good picture. Tell them who this is. You and what am I doing? Putting your hand in the sprinklers. Because why? Because you because you want to get wet. Because I don't want to get wet. My hands are in the sprinklers. Volcano. Sprinklers growing on volcano. Sprinklers are good. And banana in the banana tree. So while there's a volcano erupting, I'm putting my hands yeah. on the sprinkler. No, it it's not going to erupt. It, it, oh. just, it just has that little top right there. Oh, okay. okay. So we're safe. That's good. Thank you. And a sprinkler system in place, just in case. Just okay. in case. Gotta Safety be safe. first. Safety first, yeah. So, Kendall, <laughs> uh, to kind of hop away from the challenge, one thing I wanted to ask you about was um, EDS. And uh, not, mm-hmm. I, I feel like... Myself, personally, I'd never heard of it until All-Stars 1, and I think some people still aren't aware of it. If you want to kind of talk about that a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I brought it up on season one, and I think they were, they're were they so used to like the new way of doing things, I think, where um, you don't really get to know the people. But back in the day, um, you know, it, we had our own stories. We were real people, not just yeah. like there for the challenge, but we had, we came like with a whole lot of baggage and a story right and um so i was telling them on season one they're like why would we share that i'm like i don't know because it's it's part of who i am um but it just didn't really fit with anything so um ehlers-danlos syndrome it is a connective tissue disorder um and it's i think mostly um, people, doctors, whoever are familiar with, um, like being like bendy people, um, my joints are like hyperextended. Um, and, and somebody had commented on one of my pictures, um, on a fan site and cause my arms are like bending backwards and be like, ew, gross, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, that's just sort of how I'm made. Right. And cheer, I couldn't keep my arms straight cause it was straight to me. It was hyperextended to other people. So I had to sort of like bend my arm in order to make it look straight. Um, so those are things that like I just sort of grew up with, but it also affects like any anything that's connective tissue. So inner organs, um, they become stretchy and they don't go back. Um, skin, hyperpigmentation, um, just all kinds of just weird things. You don't know how it's going to present in each person. It looks different. And so... Uh, people with Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome are known as zebras because no two zebras are alike. Um, 
the stripes are always different. So it's kind of, it's very difficult for people to diagnose because the symptoms vary. And my frustrations are going to each specialist. <laughs> they're all worried about the brain. They're only worried about the heart. They're only worried about, you know, the skin. They're only worried about um, the GI system and they don't put it all together. <laughs> and so I kept telling my doctor, that I feel like it's all related. I feel like, and so then, okay, we'll send you to a neurologist then. I'm like, I don't know if it's that. So I got this full like MS workup. Um, they were looking for all kinds of things. And then finally, um, my youngest, the one that you met, Graham had, had some other stuff going on as a baby and his head grew really fast and his body wasn't growing. And so they ran bunch of tests on him and they found, um, he had a gene mutation for Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Didn't explain why his head was so big, but still, it was an incidental finding. So then I thought, what is that? Um, meanwhile, yes, no, no, it was right before that, I'd been watching American Ninja Warrior. And there was a man on there who was doing it for his wife who had EDS. And when I heard the description, I was like, I bet that's what I have. I bet that's what it is. And And then I think the next season, like, she came on and she had, like, um, gone from a wheelchair to like slowly working out and getting herself to be able to compete on American Ninja Warrior. And it was, it was just such an inspiring story. And I thought oh. if they could help me <laughs> tell my doctors what to look into, maybe I can help other people who are having those same frustrations that I am. Yeah. So but I, but when my son was going through his stuff, I didn't really know. It was just in the back of my mind. Like, I bet I have that. So then they find this gene through him. And so I said, can you check me too? And I have it too, but it's a different gene. <laughs> like, he just spontaneously mutated on his own. And I have a different gene mutation that both, both of them fall under Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. So it's kind of weird. Um, but I just thought it, it gave me um, a community number one, being able to talk to other people who are going through similar things. And the doctors will tell you the things that have, that have been approved or researched or whatever. And they'll tell you to stay away from yoga. <laughs> and, and but then you talk to people who have it. And, and then there's this community where you can swap ideas for things. This is what's worked for me. Try it. Okay. And so that's been incredibly helpful. And just to learn that, um, you know, working out is really good for me for other reasons and cardiovascular and all of that, but because, and I had always felt like when I'm in good physical shape, I just feel better. Like I feel stronger and I just felt better. What happens when I don't have a lot of muscle tone is that my joints get loose and they pop out and um, those strong muscles help hold the joints together and keep yeah. everything in. But you can have spontaneous injuries with Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. Um, and so I have to be really careful. And so I don't, I've, I've done CrossFit. I enjoy CrossFit, but it scares me because I don't have like perfect form because it's, it's new for me. So when I go, I'm kind of going at my own speed. Yeah. I'm doing light speed. It, it just takes me a lot longer to do the things that other people can do quickly. Um, which is why I like yoga, because then I can go slow. I can go at my own pace. I can take breaks and then come back to it and build that muscle slowly, which is safer for me. But then it's funny because then you throw me on a challenge <laughs> and then, and that's quick and you just got to go. Gotta but go, if yeah. my body is behaving, 
then I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, the running in the first challenge, I don't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have made it. I, I, I would not have done well on the, um, that mountain thing that Latarian and I won. The only reason why I won was because he and I got the puzzle really fast and I couldn't run down that hill. My, my tibia, um, pops out and I, I, I'm, have a really hard time getting that one back in. Oh, yeah. And so it, my leg gets wobbly and my crack, my calf like started cramping up because it's trying to stabilize everything. And so I couldn't run the whole way down. I couldn't run. Oh, and gosh. so Derek passed me and I was like, Hey Derek, have fun. Good luck. You know, I wasn't <laughs> trying to race him because I did not think I had a shot. You had to go at your um, own pace. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just, and that's why I like, I just keep thinking, like, I just have to do what I can do. Um, and, and I didn't think that I would win season one. I, that wasn't even on my radar, especially when they said, you know, there's one winner. Okay. It's probably going to be a guy. Um, so to me, it wasn't, let's do whatever to win. It's, I need to do my best and I need to do what I can do. And we'll see what that is. So, um, it's been since, since being able to share that on season two, that I have Ehlers Danlos syndrome, um, the, the people that have been reaching out to me who also have it. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Um, how many people, because we know the struggle that all of us have been through to try to get that diagnosis, to try to figure out what the heck is going on being called a hypochondriac repeatedly by doctors. Um, and you know, they go, Oh, you're fine. Look at you. You're healthy. But on the inside, I'm not on the inside. Like I've got scar tissue on my heart. I I'm missing half my colon. I've got, you know, like things, things just don't work the way that other people's system works. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, it's, I, I, I'm so happy that they were able to throw that into the mix. Um, and to have that be like the reason I was disqualified isn't true. I wasn't disqualified because I had a rib injury. I had a rib injury, yes, and I was disqualified. But they aren't exactly linked. They weren't right. connected like that, yeah. But that's but that's okay. I mean, we know that we're watching a TV show. We know that things are. They couldn't possibly put everything in there, and they have to sew things up in a way that it's going to fit in a. 45 minute segment. Right. Right. So, yeah. um, if they would have said, Oh, she's out because of COVID, it would have been that whole storyline and, and they wouldn't have had the opportunity to talk about a connective tissue disorder. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, and, and people have been messaging and saying like, thank you so much for speaking on it. Like I feel yeah. seen, I feel heard. I feel, you know, and spreading awareness when so many doctors are clueless about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Clueless. And so how could they diagnose you if they don't even know? I mean, they've got enough to worry about. And this is a rare genetic thing. Why would that be on their top list of things to diagnose people with? So, right, right. Um, so the more people are aware of what it is, then they can be like me and say, hey, doc, can you check me out for this? Yeah. And, um, and the sooner you get that diagnosis, the sooner you know that yeah, muscle strength is, is, is going to help. Right. Um, whenever I've had an injury and it sets me back, like it, it takes me longer to heal. And if they didn't know 
what I had, I may not um, be as persistent or I may give up or right. um, not quite fight as hard. But um, Well, and I, I think it's really good that they gave you that opportunity again. It's kind of like goes back to that that original thing of, you know, MTV exposing the audience to things that they don't know anything about, you know, and using their right. platform to, and you using the platform that you have access to, to help other people, um, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and kind of jumping back to like, uh, you know, season one, when we didn't really know about the EDS and all of that and the details behind it. And you were obviously coming back after what, like a 17 or 18 year break. So the fans didn't know much about you at that point. And, you know, some of the some of the comments from the fan base were very ignorant, um, very uneducated. You know, nobody felt like putting in the time to figure out um, why certain things were happening with you on the show um, and just made all these crazy assumptions. Um, yeah. You know, and then so I think it's really amazing and really important that they let you tell that story on All Stars 2. And now the fans kind of are like, OK, so you know, it, you know, we, we were wrong and, you know, and I'm glad that that's happening and I'm glad you're starting to get the, the recognition and you're starting to be able to reach out and help people with that. Um, that that's, that's beautiful, you know? So. And, and I just want to kind of echo um, what you were saying there at the end, which is without that diagnosis and how it would have played on your mental psyche and how you feel about that. I, I can relate. So um, I found out, um, through an accident, um, with my father that, uh, I have something, a genetic, uh, it's not like a disorder, but mutation on a gene and it, it causes ankylosing spondylitis. And it's basically like an arthritis of the back, the lower back and hips. And it's one of the weird back pains that when you rest, it doesn't go away. It gets worse. It's when yeah. you're active, mm -hmm. it, it, you get relieved. So for years, I just thought like, oh, my God, I have a cheap bed or I'm sleeping wrong all the time. And no matter where we would go, we'd go on vacation and stay in a really nice hotel. And I'd wake up in just pain. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like what's going on? And then to kind of have an answer behind it, it, it really does give you some peace of mind. I'd be the best way to put it. Yeah. yeah, well, yes. And then and then you can start to figure out what can I do about it? Right. And not only exactly. does it validate your experience and what you're going through and make you feel less crazy, right. but, but then you can figure out what can I do about it? Yeah. Now yeah. I know it's not my bed. I don't have to spend thousands of dollars <laughs> every few months buying a new mattress. Exactly. <laughs> and that, um, that actually one leads me in. And I know we both have this is like how active you are in yoga. And I want to talk to you about this because one of the things for my pain relief would be is stretching and different yoga. So it was something I was interested in hearing how you got into and it, something that you're very passionate about as well. Yeah. Um, I, Oh man, I could talk for hours on that. Um, I actually had my first yoga class when I lived in LA. Mm -hmm. um, they were doing it for free at the base of Runyon Canyon and where I would go with Veronica to train. And I was like, I want to do that. And I found that um, it was more like mental for me. I just, I just felt like, because I, I can't sit still. Like I don't, have, I can't watch TV for that reason. I can't sit still long enough. Um, and so I thought yoga sounds miserable. Look at them. They're sitting there holding these poses forever. And so that was really difficult for me. And to be able to let my mind, like just, just get rid of all the, the anxiety, all the thoughts and just like focus on what my body is doing. And so for me, it was, it was very mental thing at first. 
Um, and then, you know, I kind of moved on from it and had my, my kids and it's hard to find time for yourself to do workouts and things like that. Cause you're always doing everything for everybody else. And, um, and then I started so I'm watching my body fall apart, um, realized how important it is that I stay active. And, um, we did a lot of hiking, huh? Do that in the summer. Um, and yoga was something that I could, that I enjoyed doing that I hadn't done in a long time, but I could do it at home. And so I thought, okay, well, while the kids are doing this or that, I can, I can do some stretches that I know, or some poses that I know or whatever. But, um, and then I joined, there's a hot yoga gym, um, maybe 15 minutes from me. And I loved it. Like their community is amazing. And, and there was something about the heat and, you know, it helps just relax everything. So, um, relaxes the muscles and breathing in that air and it has like, this infrared light. I mean, it was just yeah. so just everything about it was just like, I became addicted and I was like, oh, I need to go. I need to prioritize myself. And so we found a time that isn't, you know, intruding on our family and my husband's home. And so I go there every morning, 6am. Um, and I love it. And it helps get me out of bed. <laughs> and <laughs> so, but then COVID hit and I was like, dang it. And so then they were able to, um, they started an online library. And so they had like classes online or you could like pull from their library. So I started doing it at home and then I started, you know, being consistent with it and feeling that my body was becoming stronger by being consistent. When I take days off, like I feel it. And so, um, I was taking off like one day a week and now I, I, I just can't because when I do it, my body is stiff, it hurts and I get these weird pains in different parts. And so if I just stay consistent, then, um, I can minimize that. So, um, I try to do something every day, um, and I'm usually successful and the kids enjoy it too. Yes. Graham's really good at doing some tricks and Cooper. Oh my gosh. He's bendier than I ever was as a kid. Like he, when he's sitting there playing his, um, his switch, he's got one, one foot back here holding his head up. So, uh, and now that I know what I have and now I know what they've got and now we can, you know, do things, um, don't you dare turn that off. <laughs> He's like, time's up. Um, we know that we've taken up a bunch of your time. Josh, do you have Josh, a question? Josh, bro? do you have anything? That you- Josh has been really quiet. She okay. answered all mine. Well, you've answered every single question that right. I have without me being asked. You know, about the eliminations, about coming back after 18 years, um, being partnered with Latarian, him stepping up and being, um, stepping in and going into that elimination for you. We had just talked to Latarian about it as well. So without me even asking a single question and just saying hi, you answered every single question. Oh, I good. Asked. I thought you were being quiet because I told you I wasn't going to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was respecting your wishes. I, I was, was going to say, Kendall, here. keep it down. I didn't tell him about that part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Graham wants to show you something. Oh, we got to show see us. It. Yes. Wait, what are you, where are you going with that? Oh, you even like. He's like, I'm the star of the show now, mom. Okay. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't yeah, do that. I can't do that. It kind of hurt. Have you ever done that before? <laughs> yeah, you have. Okay. Cause I know, well, Cooper, this is the one that, um, 
Graham's touching his foot to his head. Oh. <laughs> when you play your, um, your devices, you've got your foot up and you know what I'm talking about flexible Um, okay give me a couple minutes to think bye okay okay Um, you know so obviously we can we can relate with your situation Um, you know our we've got our kids here you got your kids there got the mom thing going on Um, I know that we could probably all sit here and talk about 20 other aspects of your life because you're just such a dynamic human being. Um, But I don't want to take too much of your time today. So we are wondering if maybe sometime down in the future, we could do like a follow-up interview, have you back on sometime down in the future. Um, If you're, if you're interested in that, or, you know, if you're down for that, um, we would love to have you back on, but We'll definitely let you get off and and go uh play your what is it balloons 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 TD six we're gonna have to check that out <laughs> I've already got it saved and bookmarked right, I know you do <laughs> it's fun <laughs> and um yeah if your kids have devices that they can download it like it's we all play together oh that's um, so cool that's awesome. me and Cooper were up until ten o'clock the other night he and I had a game going that we were breaking records left and right and my husband's like oh, turning the lights off around oh. us <laughs> like, just me and him sitting there in the dark i'm like you should be in bed he's like no i love it yeah finding those, and that's pokemon for us too just finding those things that oh you that's can, right you're a pokemon trainer yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so is casey and she's really good i mean she- i'm just like I don't know. She and my husband really connected and swapped like tips and stuff. And cause he's all into, he hit level 40 so fast. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, we uh, try to find things that we can all do together. Huh. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank you so much for your time and Graham, thank you so much for letting us hang out with your mommy for a little while. Yeah. Thank you so much, Graham. And for showing us your pictures and your and your tricks and all that. It was so cool to meet you, buddy. Right, now he's shy. <laughs> now that it's your You're turn on the, to say something. I don't know. You're on yeah. the show now, buddy. <laughs> like, I'm out, bye. <laughs> yeah, but seriously no thank you so much for your time kendall it was it's been so awesome to just sit here and get to know you I better love you. <laughs> we love you <laughs> um but it's been great to get to know you and just kind of clear up some of these um some of these things that we've been seeing running through the fan base and get your opinion on stuff so thank you so much for your time it's it's been awesome you yes i would i would love to have a part two sorry i can um talk for no hours no no no, no. We totally <laughs> understand. i'm i'm hearing screaming paw patrol is not doing the trick anymore so yeah. like <laughs> i totally get it yeah. right now um but yeah no we would love to have you back on and you know talk more i mean like like karina said i feel like we could sit here and talk for hours but we just don't have the ability to do so so um yes. uh thank you so much for for um, 
even wanting to talk. <laughs> that's, no, that's great. No. And for being persistent, because I know it's it's oh, hard to find the time and um and all of that. And then I get asked for interviews and then I just I don't know where the invites go and everything and it gets kind of just lost. So I appreciate you. Um oh, ab- reminding me. <laughs> oh no, of course, absolutely. I know how hard it is with just three kids, let alone three kids and being on a TV show, I'm sure amplifies it a little bit more. So Thank you so much for being uh, with being okay with us being so persistent. And like yes. I said, giving us some of your time, we really do appreciate it. Yeah. With that being said, Kendall, yeah. we'll let you get back to uh, Bloons TD six and, and some donuts and having some now great you times. Need to play it. Yes, we are. Bye Kendall. Bye. My kids burns. What is that? That was awesome. Oh my gosh. That was so cool. She is such a, like you said, sweet soul. And like, I couldn't think of a better word to like, no, to summarize Kendall and talking with her. She's just an absolutely amazing person. I don't know if there is a better way to describe Kendall. Like she's just, she's just pure. You know what I mean? Like, She's oh, definitely she's just, a sweetheart. She's just so pure. And it, it, it's funny, like, because I was thinking it when you were talking about like her her facial reactions and stuff. Yeah. And and that's really it it that's just it is. It's, it's just because she's just such a pure she's human, genuine. Genuine, authentic. Um, you know, and, and we saw it here. Like she was just and she was so much fun to talk to, and her little boy was so cute. Oh my god. With that being <laughs> said, guys, um, we need to shut down. What did down. you just say? I don't, albeit we got to get this shit shut down because yeah. we have to get prepped for a whole bunch of we other have stuff. A bunch more interviews. So, guys, we are going to do a part two with Kendall. I don't know when, but it's going to happen. Yeah, it definitely is because we have more stuff we want to talk yeah. to Kendall about. And, um, and it, there's so many more facets of her life we didn't get to touch on that we really want to. Yeah. So, keep an eye out. We will make sure that we do a part two with her. And if you have questions for us, let us know. We will make sure we ask them to her. Yes. Oh, yeah. We didn't give her a chance to promote anything or if she had anything no, else we didn't. going on. No. So we're definitely doing a part two. It's a fucking wrap right yeah, there. We're even going to label yeah. this. We're going to label this part <laughs> one. No, we're, no, we're just not even going to do that. Part we're just going to fucking hit it on there. It's going to be Challengers Unplugged, Kendall Shepard or Kendall Darnell to be continued with a picture of TJ. You can't put a picture in TJ. But if you say <laughs> be continued, you have to have a picture. Yeah, anyways, that's just my thoughts. We'll we're, debate it later. We're pulling a TJ, okay, guys? Guys, I know it's only going to be two hours for us, but a week for you guys. But we got Leah coming up here pretty soon. Um, also, with that being said, if you have not, go check out Most Likely Two Podcasts. Um, Paige over there does a phenomenal job. She has some phenomenal guests. And if you are not listening to her podcast, you're missing out. So go over there, go check her out, go subscribe, go listen. Shout out to Paige and most likely to. Yeah, yeah. With that being said, for myself, Rick Hayes, my beautiful, gorgeous, talented wife, Karina Hayes, who does all the work here. And me and Josh just ride the coattails. Speaking of Josh, motherfucking Chambers, the one and only, the infamous Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you soon. Bye. See ya. Bye.